Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with a woman who gets me excited to cook, try new things in the kitchen, makes me laugh, has four kids, and is very passionate about having a lot of color on her plate, my friend and chef, Stacey Wurzberger. Today's episode is sponsored by Dahlman's Stroop Waffles, my absolute favorite waffle cone caramel goodness in a cookie. They do not use any artificial aromas or colors or use any preservatives in their delicious baked goods. Go to Stroop Waffles by Dahlman's, and that's S-T-R-O-O-P-W-A-F-E-L-S by D-A-E-L-M-A-N-S.com to learn more or to order some of your very own. And if you haven't tried them, you are missing out for sure. Stacy and I started working together almost 10 years ago, and we have collaborated on many cooking and nutrition projects. Some of these have been at work and some of them have been outside of work as we have become friends over the years. Stacy has a realistic and down-to-earth outlook on food and cooking, which applies to how she prepares food in all aspects of her life. Stacy has taught me a lot about food, but especially has changed my feelings about cooking, that it doesn't have to be complicated. In our conversation today, we talk food, cooking, kids, and how she decided to try a new adventure, completing her first Ironman. Please enjoy my conversation with Stacy. It's fun because you and I talk so much about food. I mean, we and we talk about other things yes. too. <laughs> we're friends, but we talk a lot about food. Yes, it's common common interest between us both. Yes, but we like food. <laughs> and we were just talking about your mom, how uh-huh. she is like baking queen of the world. Yes, so you've always kind of had food in your blood or cooking. Yeah, but I never baked or I never cooked because my mom was such a good cook, and I, so everybody thinks that. Oh, you probably started because your mom's such a good cook. And I go, well, no, it didn't start because she was a good cook. Um, So there was no reason to, like, start. Um, But when she was, when I was younger, she uh, was the queen of many jobs. And um, one of her jobs was she had a catering business. And so occasionally she'd ask us for our help. And so some of the times was, oh, I have 500 meatballs, so I'm going to make up the mixture, and can you guys ball these up? Those are not fun jobs for <laughs> children, and those, even though they get you the hands-on, um, I think we were just almost, like, not excited to help in the kitchen. Because, it, because of job. that. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, Ugh. I don't think to this day anybody... None of my sisters or I even make meatballs because of that. (laughs) Or she would make caramels and then we would wrap them. Oh. So she would make the caramels because they were delicious and perfect and don't screw them up. Um, But, uh, and then we would cut them and wrap them. And I do not make caramels (laughs) either. And I don't think my sisters have ever attempted them because, first off, it's mom thing. and, uh, And then you actually have to like wrap them <laughs> that's a lot of work it is a lot of work and 500 meatballs yeah yeah did she make meatballs a lot for her catering Obviously. i mean it was one of those like catering for Staples. a crowd yeah sure. it's just sure it can be fancy and it can be like comforting at the same time you guys were so, cheap labor that's I know. awesome I know. <laughs> she's like i got these little girls at home they so, can yeah. help me that's um even though i was exposed that was not how I started. <laughs> so how, so minus that, how long did your mom do her catering business then? Oh, well, she started like cleaning houses and then my mom is the type per, that um, she bakes stuff for people and then she just gives it away. And so she would bring people bars or banana bread or things that she had baked. And so... These people that she was cleaning for, then they're like, oh, well, I'm having a party. Linda, can you do this catering? She's like, okay. (laughs) I think that's where I got my, sure, why not, attitude. (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of... So it was kind of a a 
variety of ways. So she worked yes. and then she would bake things because yeah. people loved her yeah. food. Yeah. And then, and then, then she would run away. Yep. And then she, <laughs> I believe how it kind of ended, unfortunately, was she got sick and the doctor said, stop working all these jobs, pick two. <laughs> and so that's where it kind of stopped. stopped. But like her baking, her love for baking and stuff like that is is still happening. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to lie because I love when you have get togethers mm-hmm. and your mom's going to be there because I know that there's going to be like bars and yep. cookies yep. and something amazing. As many desserts as there are sides. Snack mix yep. or whatever. Yep. It's like pure heaven. Uh-huh. So yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> minus your mom. So when did you kind of, so that was probably all through childhood that you kind of helped yes. your mom with that yep. and then kind of didn't yep. really cook all that much. Um, I remember in uh, Girl Scouts, that I had to get a cooking patch. And the first thing I ever cooked was spaghetti. And I put so much garlic salt on the garlic bread. And my dad was very kind. It was like, oh, it's okay, Stacy. As he's peeling off the yeah. top. <laughs> yeah, as you like shake <laughs> off the garlic salt. Um, but yeah, it was spaghetti, jar sauce, <laughs> and canned green beans and garlic bread. And that was like to get the patch. And I think that was maybe, I mean, it sounds like it should be young, but I think it was probably sixth grade or seventh grade or something like that. Anyways, that was my um, first and probably only cookie that I remember in my, in the kitchen. <laughs> I would love that. Meal. Except, you know, like maybe throwing in some eggs or sure, sugar something or quick. something like that. Yeah. Throwing some cheese on it. Licking the batter. That was actually, that was just my job. <laughs> like, I got it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, um... My cooking story all started from, um, so I was going home from college on the one summer after freshman year, and I was looking for a job, and I am from Spencer, so I uh, went up to the lakes, because that's like a big, a big fun thing that everybody wants to work in Okaboji, because that's like where the people are, and where your friends are at, and fun, and sun, and you know, the atmosphere in the summer. So I went in the little want ads and drove around one time and was like, okay, they're hiring, they're hiring. And there was one place that I um, stopped at and they were looking for a bartender. (laughs) So I was like, I don't know, 18 years old. And I was like, well, I like to drink, so. (laughs) (laughs) This will be perfect. So I could probably be a bartender. And they're like, I see you have no experience. <laughs> um, like, well, I drink. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if I was really old enough to start bartending. Um, I think you are, though, when you're 18 yeah. in Iowa. Yeah. So um, I said, they're like, but we do have a cook's position available. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have any experience for that. Did you? <laughs> Did you know, Did you know that Harry one? Yeah. Really yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> I uh, drink a lot more than I eat right now. <laughs> I'm in college. Yeah. So anyways, they're like, oh, well, we'll train you. And I said, okay. It was a job. It was, you know, paid a fine. Cool it was place. there. Yeah. It's great. We're going to go there. So I accepted the position. Um, it's still in Okaboji. It's a, what's yeah, the place It's called Smoke and Jake's. Smoke and Jake's. Um, Every time we go back to Okaboji, Carl and I usually try to like try to have a getaway or just go have a drink there. Um, I don't think the owners would even recognize me or know me, but um, same owners and everything yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So they were like early. They were younger. They were early in their business. No, they were like they started it when they were older. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, they started. It was probably I don't know, maybe less than five years old by the time I went there. And they trained me, and I learned from the owner, and she was very real, but, I mean, I wouldn't say she, she wasn't, like, the coddling type or whatever. It was, like, I think I, because they were a smokehouse, and so I remember the first time that they were, like, okay, well, we smoke our ribs, and we do this, and they had a big old kitchen in the back, um, but the actual kitchen to cook the food was this little, tiny closet, <laughs> And it's still as big today um, to the point where like you couldn't fit more than two people in that kitchen, but there would be three and 400 people that would come in a night and you would get that much food out. It was so efficient that I'm like, oh, 
this is like crazy. And it, to the point where now we look back and realize that was amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't, it was kind of crazy and how that was all worked out. So like when you were there, is that what kind of got you, gave you the bug of, Oh, I kind of think I could make a profession out of this or. So I liked the atmosphere. I liked the high paced environment. Yes. Um, and then even though it can be kind of stressful, it was more like, you know, everybody was having fun, laid back, kind of felt good. It was like a pat on the back every time. Oh, it was good. Thank you. Or best experience. Um, that we've had or what a great meal so it's like little you know little compliments each time mm-hmm. kind of um and then I went back and obviously it was in Okaboji so I went back to Iowa State and I had changed my major what was your first major <laughs> I started as graphic <laughs> arts okay um because I thought I liked to draw and I say that because I realized once I got into college and you actually had to take drawing classes <laughs> that I was a horrible drawer. Not easy. No. <laughs> and then I only like to, like, I like to design things. I wanted to do, like, notepads and t-shirts. And, like, my drawing consists of, like, cartoon characters. <laughs> you know, like, hey, maybe it would be fun to be, like, a comic artist or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a lot more drawing, like, real life drawing and and this. using different mediums yeah. and you're like yeah. I can't just use yeah. paper perspective <laughs> and stuff like that and that was not my forte I was better with the abstract like can't you see it <laughs> can you see and that? then like the meaning behind it like I could make anything mean what it whatever I said it was <laughs> um but yeah so I went from graphic design and then I switched to advertising because in graphic design um you have to go through this big review at the end of the year. So you're going a whole year doing all this stuff. And then you have a review process where they only accept, I don't even remember, like, I don't remember if it was like 40 or 60 people. Anyways, um, my, <laughs> I uh, was not getting in with those drawings <laughs> that, <laughs> that I drew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, so I did not get accepted. And so I'm like, oh, I heard that sometimes like, you can retry and at that point I was kind of like oh I don't think I even really want to do this so I went to advertising and I was like oh I mean I can sure this is more like you know the print and the trying to not really sell people something but um I was like maybe I could do the advertising and design the the ads and all this other stuff and realized that's not for me either. After I took a semester of like those classes, the good thing is I was taking like, general classes to like, you know, Go help with anything. everything. Yeah, sure. Um, and then I think I realized sometime in that middle of sophomore year of college that I'm like, I was like, I don't know if I want to be at college. Maybe I'm going to do this. Maybe I should take a year off. You know, one of those like, what do I want to be? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do I want to do when I grow up? Um, I think my mom just said something like, what's going to make you happy? What, what do you want to do that will make you happy? And so, you know, getting off and kind of finding, okay, Stacey, get it together. What, what, what's going to make you happy? <laughs> and so I um, realized that the job that I had liked the best and a job that, hey, that didn't really seem like work even though I was working 12 and 13 hours um, was my job at Smoke and Jake's. So um, anyways, I uh, realized that there was a hotel restaurant management, hotel restaurant and institution management course at um, Iowa State. And so then I started taking those classes. And then that's kind of how I how you got, got interested. Yeah. And did you like the more food part of it, or did you like more the management part of it? Um, the food part. The food part. Yeah. I uh, I think I know this sounds strange, but when I was growing up in Spencer, I wasn't really. I didn't know that being a chef was a career. 
<laughs> so I mean, know? I was yeah, I wasn't exposed to it um, because there's a bunch of like mom and pop restaurants and there's like steakhouses and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, oh, do you know this person is a chef? And I mean, and this is the kind of food that they make. And, right. Yeah. It's just different in a yeah. smaller right. community. In a bigger city. And there wasn't like the, I mean, I'm sure Food Network was maybe on, but I don't, if it was, I wasn't around it. Um, And it was just, I just, I don't know. It just wasn't around my atmosphere as much to influence me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you got to college, did you start to see like more of those other opportunities? Like I can be a chef in this situation. I can be a chef in this yeah. situation. And yeah. So then the good thing with the hotel restaurant management, um, is that it goes, your classes and your course load is hotels. Um, it, you take some law classes like hospitality law. You take some for, um, food safe, like, so you can get certified to be su- food safe. Sorry. Um, and then, um, you take a class that you get to like pr- basically run a restaurant. It's like a student ran restaurant, which is called Tea Room, which all the dietitians had to take. They do, um, yeah. which they you could tell which ones dietitians. were the dietitians <laughs> because they just <laughs> dreaded that class all the time. I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then once we got through it, we actually ended up taking um, my senior year took a fine dining class. So it was basically like tea room. Up, yeah. Notched up. Yes. Yeah. Um, that we planned events and we did themes for it and did the um, food was was part of the like the theme. And we just kind of planned the whole thing with teams of stuff. So I think that's like that's I guess like I think about, you know, there's chef school and there's right. that kind of school. Right. And, I feel like you get more of like the business perspective uh-huh. too. And like if you did run a business or if you worked in a hospitality right. area, do you kind of feel like that's a better, if you're more of wanting to do a business slash cooking right. or whatever, right. do you think that's the kind of way to go? Um, I think, back? I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think it takes the right person. Um, me, I didn't, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, when I grew up and I liked cooking, so let's try to do that. So mm-hmm. instead of just taking um, two years of just going to culinary school, I think it worked for me um, because there was, again, the more projects of, okay, well, now I'm going to learn management as well. And that can be for whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some business classes, um, which I wish I would have taken more. But, um, yeah, it was just a lot of fun out of the box. You didn't feel like it was school? No. no. Really? No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the people that I went to school with, um, we worked hard and we played very hard. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't, yeah, I didn't feel like, oh man, I have to study and I have to do this. It was, um, yeah, it was just kind of nice. It was your, call- it was what you're yeah. actually your calling was. Right. And you met your husband there too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was at, um, we worked at the broiler and I started that um, my first summer that I stayed in Ames, you know, for the summer. It's always during school. Yeah. Yeah. And since I changed majors, this was the third major. I was like, well, I'm going to get out in four years because I'm, you know, paying for this and student loans are off. I mean, I, <laughs> I felt like I was financially like at least a little bit smart knowing that five years, that's a lot more, a money. Lot more money. Yeah. And I'm already taken out a lot. <laughs> So um, I stayed down and I took, I think, three classes in the summer. All the ones that, like, you don't want to take, like statistics and oh, sure. economics. And they sound horrible, but you I, don't know. I don't know if somebody after. said that, yeah, oh, they're easier in the summer. Anyways, I wouldn't say they're easier, but uh, it was more manageable because you didn't have all the course loaded. Mm-hmm. So I found a job um, at the Broiler Steakhouse. And, uh, I started working in their kitchen and, um, I did some catering with them cause they were, they had like a grill and I mean, there's some crazy things that they did it for a, I wouldn't say m- mom and pop restaurant, but it was, um, it was a nice steakhouse that people would come to and yeah. And that's where you met him. And that's where I met Carl. Was he working he was, there too? He was a server slash bartender. Oh. Mm-hmm. And we didn't like each other. 
at all. <laughs> and we clash. Um, and uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you could have never met him. I know. You know, if your mom didn't say, "What makes you happy?" Yeah. Thanks. If Linda. I wasn't in the right major. <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't at Iowa State, if I didn't, whatever. All the stars aligned and <laughs> who knew I was going to meet this wonderful ginger. <laughs> so yeah. We're totally calling him out on the podcast. It's <laughs> great. I love it. So you had a summer of fantasticness meeting a new person yes. and yes. working again in another yes. facility. And so you still valued like you were liking the kitchen and right. cooking and that type of stuff. So when you got done with school, I mean, I guess I feel like, is that a, well, is that like a difficult thing to kind of pioneer after you get done with school? Like, graduate. how do you choose a place? Yeah, like, how do you choose a place to go work at when you're right. a chef or when you're interested in working with food? Um, so I didn't know what I wanted to do because, again, you, wow, I'm graduating with hotel restaurant. Yeah. All I've done is be in a kitchen. Um, <laughs> but you have so, this really fancy degree. Right. <laughs> sounds official. Um, so a bunch of people came, you know, to certain classes and oh you have this opportunity and you have this opportunity now you remember Marriott coming and they had this great program at the time that was called like your management development program and you interviewed with them and then um, I realized hey I've only been in the kitchen let's try this hotel aspect because I don't know maybe that's my calling realized that was not my calling <laughs> either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up getting accepted for the front desk management development program. Um, it was not my calling. Front desk is hard work and it's... Um, dealing with a lot of people. Dealing with a lot of people while they're traveling. So they're Business clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't know that I was supposed to just be a you know, venting post. And I knew I, I was too young to realize that they weren't upset with me. They were upset with the situation and I internalized it and, you know, oh, it's my fault. Now I think I, you know, I think I could do the job, but it just was not that. So, um, luckily I had, I had talked to, I don't remember if it was our banquet chef at the time. And he, and I had gotten a part-time job while I was working at the front desk um, at Greenbrier and ended up working on the line just to kind of get in to, uh, to the kitchen again because that was where, you know, that's where I was happy. So, okay, this is where I'm getting my money <laughs> and my benefits <laughs> and broadening my horizons and then I'm going to have like this fun job. Um, and so then they're like, oh, you cook, Stacy, And I said, yeah, I mean, I've been in kitchens for that time. I thought it was for a while, but now <laughs> looking back now, now it's been a while. Um, I said, yeah, I've been in a couple kitchens and done this and, you know, list all my, and so then they're like, well, we're hiring. <laughs> we need people. And so I went up there as like a supervisor and, um, and then left the, yeah, I went up to uh, the kitchen, sorry, and then, um, so I did everything from banquets to cooking on the line to... At the hotel. Um, yeah. 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 Room service is what we did. Sure. All kinds of stuff. And you enjoyed that much great. more yes. than the, yes. the other way. Yes. It was good. It was fun. I mean, that one, I worked a ton of hours. So, um, yeah, I just knew that it doesn't matter how much you work if you like your job sometimes it doesn't you know feel like work but there is an extent that I found out <laughs> um what you that can there, tolerate. yeah there is um there is a breaking point where you work too much and then you don't have the life outside of it so is being a chef is that very common with being a chef or being in a kitchen long yes. hours yes getting kind of taken yeah, advantage of when it comes to being a good employee right yeah um I think that all the great chefs <laughs> um, do work a ton of hours and that is their, I mean, they're great at what they do because they are wholeheartedly in, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the family aspect gets kind of taken second, 
second best or, you know, a backseat to your career. And it takes a very strong person to do that. And I just knew working that many hours that that was not, that wasn't my focus as much as I love cooking, as much as I loved it at the time. Um, and even with Carl being in the restaurant industry, I knew that that was not what I wanted to aspire to be. That's so, a, yeah. well, and that, and I think you have to, you have to take that into consideration when you do <clears throat> right. go into that field. Right. Like, you have to be able to say, I'm either going to be all in or I'm going to find yes. what works with my right. home schedule, family, personal life. Because at too. one point at Marriott, I was like, well, maybe I should go if I'm going to, if I'm going to be a, if I want to be a chef um, and like know internally that I am a true chef and I'm not just like a cook because mm -hmm. <laughs> there is a big difference um, that I'm going to go to culinary school. And I went and realized that, you know what, I don't think I want to put in the hours that it takes to be that great chef. Um, so that's kind of why I say that, you know, Iowa State was good for me because if I just would have went to culinary school, even though all my background is in, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have gotten all the you probably management have liked it as and that. Yes. Yeah. You probably would have been like, well, this isn't for me yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's, that's good that you realize mm -hmm. that. And I think it's good to make the point that you don't have to do one or the other. I mean, like you don't have to go to culinary right. school. There's other opportunities right. for people that want to go into yeah. cooking. Yeah. And like you said, when you talk about being a chef and being a cook, what like, you know, I guess I think of diet. There's a lot of us dietitians mm -hmm. out there that cook and yes. share recipes. Right. And I guess I don't feel like I'm an expert in any of that. So I right. don't do a lot of sharing <laughs> of that, even though you inspire me to be a better right. cook. But I guess maybe talk about the difference of, you know, when you think about a chef versus a cook versus, you know, a love for just right. food. The, the passion or the mm -hmm. foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and this is just my opinion because, um, everybody will have their own opinions about being a chef or being a cook or, um, there's a lot of people that go to culinary school and they went to culinary school. So they're a chef. And just like I came out of Iowa state thinking, well, I went to college now I should be in management and realize that, you know, you still have to kind of work your way up. Um, so my thoughts for being a chef is somebody that manages other cooks or other chefs, people that are um, getting the food out, the organization, taking a leadership role, um, almost being that front line for either the servers or management or taking the, the fall when maybe your team is um, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Gotcha. And so organizing and doing the, you know, the grunt work as opposed to just coming in and cooking. Okay. That makes sense though. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's a pretty important role right. that people then, don't think about. Right. And then cooking, I mean, we can I all cook. attempt we that. All, <laughs> we all cook. Um, and a cook, you know, a, a line cook is somebody that cooks your food. Um, to perfection or hopefully to perfection each time and that's their job and they get paid to do it and that's what they that's where they're hired to do mm -hmm. but they don't take the initiative they you know they're or they yeah the they're recipe, they're right. doing the food right. part they're mm -hmm. trained they do what they need to do um and uh whether those cooks turn into chefs or whether those cooks just turn into a Paycheck is a different thing. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And I guess like I think about, I don't think about that when I go out to mm -hmm. dinner or when right. someone's saying they're preparing food for you because you just think it's a chef. Right. And it's like, well, right. a chef is a chef, yeah. but there's actually someone probably right. temping your food and right. plating your food and right. doing it differently. Hmm. I feel like there's a, with the foodie culture around, I feel like a lot of people are called chefs and I, I still don't consider myself a chef um I call even you though chef I, all the time. I know I I mean <laughs> I, do, I do teach people and stuff like that but I know that it's very you know in the in the restaurant and business and cooking and stuff like that that it's very there's a difference yeah it's yeah. very um kind of a scary term that sure. <laughs> people say oh 
you're a chef. Tell me where you went to culinary school. Tell yeah. me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Yeah. So yes. And that's, I think, I think our, like you said too, like you in college, you cross paths with dietitians Correct. in the same classes mm-hmm. and how you could tell yes. there's a difference. <laughs> yes. And I think there's a difference between just people. They were that, more organized. Yeah. I will say that. <laughs> there were type A yeah. personalities yeah. or chefs are probably, or yeah. cooks are probably a little bit more easygoing. Yep. Yep. But I think when I think about our profession and your profession, mm-hmm. just how they cross paths, like they right. do cross paths, but I feel like just if I take one class with you doesn't right. make me an expert right. in food or how that all gets put together. Right. Or I feel like, um, I mean, all the social media and, uh, and like the food network and I feel like food is everywhere. And I mean, you take, you take, go to a restaurant and you take a picture and then everybody critiques it or, Oh, that looks wonderful. Or, that looks horrible. Or, I can do better. And I mean, just the, the age of social media has kind of made everybody into foodies that mm-hmm. it's like that then even though you have no background or know anything about restaurants, um, that it's maybe, oh, I can do that because it doesn't look that hard. And I know better. Right. <laughs> I know better. And it, takes, and it takes more than just a um, tasting and you know, eating food to be, I don't know, I guess a true critic. There's, there's, I just, there's so much more right. to being right. what you do. And I think, I think that's what, as just, and again, this is my opinion as a dietitian that I rely on you to help me when right. it comes to preparing a recipe mm-hmm. or cooking something or developing a menu right. because I know the nutrition part, mm-hmm. but I don't know all those other right. logistics. Right. I don't ever try to claim that I do. <laughs> Obviously, you can tell by my food and my recipes, but, um, you know, I think that it's important for dietitians to rely on experts like you to help them develop menus and food and recipes. And And I don't claim to know everything either. No. Because I like to learn as much. Yeah. I don't tell my children that. But um, I uh, don't, uh, I don't claim to know everything because I'm still learning and there's new things that come out and there's new trends and there's new ways to cook and all the other we did a sous vide recipe together right yeah so always learning yeah (laughs) this is great amazing why does anybody use it at a (laughs) in a house so anyways and I I guess like I think about you know you've done you've done like the management part you've done the hospitality restaurant part and so now you've kind of realized oh you know I think I want to do some different parts so what about cooking and what about your kind of future with your profession what do you see being fun about food and working with food and fun for you so the more I grow up (laughs) and the more I do I mean learn new things I realize that my favorite and my passion is to teach people how to cook I feel like cooking is such a art form that is being is dying because again of our culture that you can go to every restaurant how many restaurants are out there so um, many. that it's just easier for somebody else to cook if I don't know if I don't know what I'm doing like me <laughs> <laughs> so my my um passion is to teach people how to cook and realize that you know what it doesn't have to be that hard and it actually can be pretty simple and if you it can be fun. I know not everybody thinks it's fun. So my, you know, my job or my mission or passion would be to show that people can do it at home. It can be simple and you can have fun. And it can be delicious. And it can be delicious. And it can be usually more nutritious if you do it at home. Mm-hmm. And you can save a couple dollars because you're not paying somebody else to cook your food for you. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. More budget friendly. <laughs> and it can be fancy, but again, it can be like fancy. simple. Like, yes. I feel like when you put something together, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is gorgeous and amazing. You're like, oh, it's just this, this, yeah. and this. And it's yeah. like, I would have never thought of that. Well, and that's what, when I do um, like wine dinners or beer dinners or stuff like that, they always look really fancy or that's what people tell me. <laughs> they do. <laughs> that they look really nice, um, but they're simple ingredients and simple ways of doing things that you can actually mimic and do at home um but yeah doing uh 
doing it easier, doing it simpler, or maybe even it's like putting the love in and putting the time in it to make it, you know, what it can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Making a pork roast, a pork butt that you, people usually shred and stuff like that, making it into something delicious. The people were like, oh my gosh, this is probably like too hard for me. I'm like, I know. You can do this. I'll you can do you this. <laughs> I'll give you the exact recipe and you can impress your friends because it doesn't have to be that hard. Mm -hmm. And there are some, you know, French cuisines and all these other types of cooking. Um, that's just not my style that I do because I would like to, I mean, I have four kids, so it's not like I, yes, <laughs> it's we not like I have a ton that. of time. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And you get your kids involved. Like that's something right. that you want people cooking. You like people cooking with yes. you. Yeah. Which, when are we going <laughs> to drink and bake? That yeah. seems like a fun idea. Um, we can always do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the kids, I mean, I make the kitchen like a fun party atmosphere. So we put on music and um, I tell them that there's only love in the kitchen. <laughs> so if they're fighting with each other or somebody wants to put in the sugar or the eggs or um and they start to squabble then they have to go outside of the kitchen because we don't want to contaminate the recipe <laughs> and then they come back when they have love um because you can tell when somebody is absolutely having fun or you can tell when somebody's like this is so much work i'm just putting and throwing something together and you're like oh Okay. How did you do it? <laughs> and then you're like, well, I could use I could use that same recipe and it could come out a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just teaching the kids how to cook and to appreciate, you know, the ingredients that we're putting into. Um, and knowing them. Yes. I mean, they like to bake a lot more because they get to lick the batter. Well, yeah, just like you yeah. when you were younger. <laughs> yeah. But sugar yeah. is yes. delicious. Yes. <laughs> but Cyril will end up like cooking with me and doing because he likes to chop. So he likes to use the knife and teaching him how to not cut his fingers off. And <laughs> <laughs> so important. <laughs> you know, those small little goals of cooking. I like that your passion is teaching because I think everybody needs that mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Kids, adults, right. your friends. I mean, everybody because... We just don't know. And even though we think we know. So I think that's a very important message for people to, if you know someone, if you have somebody that has right. that passion yep. to tap into them. Yeah. Well, and it can be fun and it can be like a get together. And hey, instead of, you know, going out to the bars, you can come over and cook and then guess what? Drink while you, you Yeah. You can have a, you'll Cocktails. have a meal tomorrow or, yeah. you know, I mean, I, again, I like to cook, so it's very soothing and it's very like calming to like dice vegetables or to um just make something i think you can cut all my onions forever <laughs> i will <laughs> now I will. this is so this is a hot topic that i guess you probably see on social media too meal prepping mm -hmm. is that something that you do a lot of um i i'm i'm i can't say i'm a meal prepper but i like to um like pre-dice my vegetables and i like to my, I don't even know what you call it, but I, when I grocery shop, I like to come home and then do my, so I get cauliflower and I dice all the cauliflower and the broccoli and, um, you know, chop up the carrot sticks and celery sticks. And that's kind of twofold because the kids have them when they sure. get home and it's easy here. They're cut because nobody eats them if they're not cut. Um, but the other way is then I already have carrots that if I'm going to like dice them I already have them almost the way done um but then if I'm like I mean I like cook up ground beef or cook up chicken and then I usually end up making it into a couple different different dishes dishes so you kind of half meal prep you're kind of right. doing like the heavyweight type right. stuff and then yep. you're putting things together during the week yeah I meal plan <laughs> that's good <laughs> I meal plan and then I um do some you know, some of the nitty gritty dicing and, you know, like I love potatoes <laughs> um, and too. sweet potatoes and all those. Um, and I make like a hash basically a lot of times for my lunch. Um, so I will cut up a bunch of 
potatoes or um, the peppers or the onions and roast those all together. So then all I have to do is cook up your egg and your kale. But I'm not a big, I'm not a huge fan of just reheating everything throughout the week because I realize once I cook something, the excitement is gone. And so, (laughs) or at least for me. And so I'll be like, oh, I don't think that's still going to be there on Friday when I have the chicken and sweet potatoes and sure. broccoli, which I just have to put in the microwave. Cause then I'm like, Oh, I don't really feel like that. You know, the excitement was when I was putting it together. Huh? Not was, I was, I think that's interesting because I, I guess I would kind of feel the same way. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't love to cook, but I guess right. I feel like it tastes better yep. when it's more like fresher Newer. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or like you, or you put, you haven't been together. staring at it all. Yeah. All week. So yeah, and I I like to eat, I mean my like, I feel like I have lots of cravings almost, you know, like, oh, so if I've seen chicken breasts all week, or I, you know, just cooked up five pounds of chicken breasts for all week, I don't think I would crave that, and then I would probably just go out to eat or, you know, something, you know, something (laughs) unhealthy, so it just doesn't, that doesn't work for me, and I feel like I taste it, you know, when I cook it. So therefore, if I've had a taste, sometimes that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting point about meal prepping, though, because I would totally, I'm not a big leftover person, and I like having certain things done, right. like the yep. cutting and the meat and stuff, yep. but there is something about making kind of a fresher dish that's right. different than yep. what you've had. Or even the night before, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to take this to work. Or, sure. Yep. Like, that's, that's, that's the extent of my <laughs> meal prep. That works. Yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got ground beef, and I've got some potatoes, and I've got these extra vegetables or, you know, the vegetables that are turning and you're going to throw them away. Sure. So sure. Throw it all in. Yeah. Make something. That's kind of what I make mean. a hash. Make yeah. a yep. hash. Yep. <laughs> so in between all of your four children, your husband owns a restaurant too. Correct. So he's yes. Very busy. Yes. Managing that. <laughs> She's also decided, which I'd love to talk to you about. <laughs> she, her and I have kind of set some same intentions this year. She, mm-hmm. she inspired my intention for this year of being, doing things be, scared yeah. and be, be scared. scared. So you've decided that you are going to do a half Ironman this yes. year. So Holy I'm, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to do the half Ironman in Benton Harbor, Michigan in August around the kids' birthday. And I say that because I have three of the four children. Their birthdays are in two days. Apart. Yeah, <laughs> all within two days. So um, we always go on a, like a little trip around their birthday anyway. So I figure, why not? Um, I realized that somewhere between the four children and in momhood and being married and, you know, all that, everything, that sometimes you just don't have as many goals as you used to. You know, like in college, you had a five-year goal, a 10-year goal, a... 20 year goal even yeah yeah (laughs) and uh now I mean the past like probably the past year or two years it was like well what are my goals I don't even know if I have I mean get through today (laughs) there was a lot (laughs) there was a lot of those goals (laughs) um and then I realized that you know I need to do stuff for myself and my health and take care of myself um Cause you want to teach your kids, you know, yes, they're important, but I'm important too. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then, um, how can you take care of them? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my revelation the past, you know, year ish or six months. And then it was just, you know, new year's coming around. It was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to get scared and I'm going to do something scary. And it was either, I'm going to do something scary like business related or I'm going to do something scary fitness related. Um, and so I, this, I just took the leap and you decided now I'm training. How did you decide on a half iron? I mean, like I know you've done, you've done triathlons yep. before. You've yep. done sprints and full triathlons. Yep. And I've done it. I've done marathons and half marathons. You've done that. Yeah. So in my head, the progression was, so I've done, you know, like you get into the sports and, you do things that are out of your comfort zone, but like still comfortable. So it does technically kind of fit into the progression. <laughs> um, it just, it's been a long time since I've been um, in a sport of either the triathlon or running or the commitment of, you know, 
doing something um, bigger than just going to the gym. just just going to the gym and working mm-hmm. out. Um, so I did, you know, like a 5K. I started running and did a 5K and did the couch to 5K. Such a good place man. To that start. was hard. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs> and so, like, it was again. It was like the excitement. So I got excited and I was pushed to to do that. Well, now I did a 5K. So now I have to do a you know half marathon. I don't even think I. You didn't. I guess I. I don't even think I did a 10K because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of 10Ks there isn't around. A lot, here. yeah. Um, so then I did half marathon and then, um, ended up getting into triathlons and went from the sprint to the Olympic, um, triathlons. And then while you were um, having babies, right, right. (laughs) This is all mid baby. having. (laughs) And then, you know, time gets, life happens and time gets away from you. And, um, so then I would do half marathons and that was kind of my thing for a while was every year me and a couple my girlfriends would get together and we would meet in somewhere. Cool city. Yep. Yeah. And that was kind of like our girls trip and we would girls weekend. And, um, it was kind of our way of getting away, but doing something fitness related. <coughs> um, and everybody still tells me that you can get away <laughs> without, without <it>. running <laughs> 13 miles. And I'm like, well, I know, but like, I mean, at least I'm doing something. <laughs> so the past couple, like, you know, half marathons, I mean, it, the newness wore off, the excitement wore off. And so um, it was, I don't, now I don't even remember, but I did a, the Chicago Marathon um, in that midst of it. Mm-hmm. And that was horrible and <laughs> an, an awful experience. And I never came out of there with that marathon high. Um, it was more like, ah, t- I did it. Check that one off. Yeah. Check. Yep. So that's kind of, I think that's how we kind of got into like, you know, the half marathons and meeting up and, oh, that's manageable, but still like, you know, Didn't uncomfortable enough. Sure. But it got to the point where I knew I could do it. I mean, like, not, not, not well sometimes. And sometimes there would be more walking than running or, you know, like more aches and pains than probably should have happened. Um, but it was just getting too uncomfortable. So, I mean, as even though I haven't done a um, triathlon for five-ish plus years, that I needed something to scare me to get back to taking care of myself and doing, working out and kind of showing myself that I can do it and get out of my brain and I should say get into my head and realize that I can be stronger than that. That voice in the back of your head, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) So that's your training. So I'm training in between falling and hurting yourself with some ice, but you're going to get your back on it. Correct. Getting healthy. Yeah. And And I'm being more like real with myself this time. Like with your training or with the goals for the half Ironman or both? Um, what I'm just I guess I'm being more real with my goals and being more forgiving of myself because it used to always be like okay this is what you need to do and you are on a plan and you stick to that plan and then if it doesn't happen you know you catch up or you do something else and so I realized that life does happen and just getting in quality workouts is sometimes better than quantity and like you know hurry up and get it out of the way or if I do need to rest or if I do need to take care of myself or then I'm actually learning to do that instead of stressing out about it and if the workout didn't happen okay how can I change it where can we go from there as opposed to stressing out about oh my gosh now I have to do like two swim workouts this week and three run workouts and stuff like that because then it just piles up and then you overwhelm yourself in your head and realize. I can't do it. Or you yeah. feel like you can't do it. Or. And then and I just take a nap at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get anything done. I'm going to have a cookie yeah. and a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I this time, nutritionally, I'm doing a lot better because just where I came from um, with growing and realizing that. I mean, obviously, our relationship with food. <laughs> food and teaching others that you realize, oh, okay. I mean, 
six years ago, my pre-workout was a Casey's pizza and <laughs> a Coca-Cola. So anyways, that's not going to be this time. And You're that's not even in my realm of, okay, my training plan. And so I'm not being strict, you know, on the nutrition, but it's just realizing that I am there nutritionally and feeding what I need to do through my workouts. Yeah. And I think that's a good message because I think you can still do something that like you can do a half marathon, but you don't have to be so hard on your training schedule. You don't have to be so stringent on your nutrition. Right. And you can still manage life and be happy Correct. and be gentle on yourself. Yeah. yeah. We're trying the balance thing. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I was <laughs> along with you for the ride when you were training for the other things mm-hmm. and I can tell how much different you are now right. in your mindset. Right. And you're like, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. going to be good. And that's why I think I was like, I'm going to do stuff scared this year too, because if Stacy can do a half Ironman and raise four children and have a husband who's gone a lot with a restaurant, I can do, I can do it too, damn right. it. So yep. yeah, you're, you're get inspiring. scared, get scared, yep. get scared this year. <laughs> do something that scares the shit out of you. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I think that's, and I, I, and just for my listeners, you know, Stacey and I do work together, but we're also friends and we have these realistic conversations about <laughs> just life and nutrition and food and exercise and I know it's always in our brains right. all the time right. and we have our moments where we're like <laughs> oh man you should have seen what I ate last yeah. night <laughs> yeah but it's even about the forgiving you know like I mean that's and this has been like a very recent you know almost mind mind shift change that I'm trying to teach myself that would I say this stuff to my daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> would I you know yell at her you know if she ate a donut no why am I beating myself up for eating a donut because it was good and I wanted it (laughs) and at the time it sounded great yeah so anyways it's the whole mind shift and balance and and I think I think we've talked about this too like I think that's important but also like you I think we have started to realize how food affects how we feel yes too so yeah the donut I wanted it at that time and it, yes. it was delicious. But then maybe another time it's like, oh, I don't feel very good. Right. And now my energy levels are down. That and was not what that I was needed not what at I should the have time. chosen. So having that mind shift of, okay, I need to fuel myself versus, you know what? I want something right. delicious. Because I've even realized with the training too, that because I'm eating better, I want to work out in the afternoon at times that I would be like, oh, well, I you know, I missed the morning workout, so therefore I ended up eating bad or whatever that means, you know, to you. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like crap and then um, and then you just want to take a nap in the afternoon. But instead it's like, oh, well, I made good choices at lunchtime and instead of having, you know, something that makes me feel bloated or run to Tired. the bathroom, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> tired that you're like, Oh man, I just fueled my body and now I kind of feel like going for a run. I want to run. I want to run three miles. So I did in jeans. <laughs> she did. You re- I still can't believe you ran in jeans. That's insane. So, I mean, it just, it works out. It, the, you felt yeah, that way though. Yeah. You were compelled. It's how food works. It's whether you're feeling it or. Mm-hmm. And you probably pay more attention to it when you are probably have a goal of something like right. your, your half Iron Man that, yes. oh yeah, this is a food that really makes me feel good. I should eat mm-hmm. more of that. And, and I think it's awesome. You have to tell my listeners too, how you do your runs with your kids. Oh. <laughs> um, so I just, I mean, again, it's a whole mind shift change. So even a year ago, if they would come down in the middle of the morning and I was working out, I would get so frustrated because I wasn't ready to be a mom yet. And I would, this was my, you know, my time and me time. And I was doing my workout. Um, but I realized that that's not going to happen trying to train for this half iron man and I need to be ready. Um, so they get on their bikes and I have Finley, our little one-year-old, um, that she gets in the jogging stroller and we just go and I run and they, and they bike. And luckily it's getting nicer and nicer each, you know, week and stuff like that, that I can even, the funny thing is I can tell that they're getting stronger, you know, cause they don't get out as, much as in the winter and get to run around and bike and all this other stuff so when we go up hills you know like I feel like we're kind of training together because they're (laughs) now I'm getting faster and they're getting faster and 
so by the summer they'll just probably leave me in the in their <laughs> dust but for right now it's working out you know and I think that's going to make them so excited to to be yes. there with you at yeah. your event too right. and they're going to understand yeah. the work that you put right. into it and I felt like that's going to like help my mental game oh, too yeah. and be like oh remember that I was like running with them instead of like you know, dragon and irritated. Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> yep. Frustrated and, you know, all those mind games that you play with yourself mm-hmm. saying you can't do it. So they can help you be less scared. Yes. To do it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Such a good message. So yeah, we'll have to do a follow up post little mini episode post uh, half Ironman in, yeah. in August. Yep. And we'll see what you have to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully I'm still moving. I, I feel like I need. To, I feel like I need to go and and be there because yeah, I think it'll be so exciting. Be all party and family's just for, going. Just for reference, your whole family's yeah. going, right? Yeah. yeah. And her husband's done an iron in a full Iron Man. He's too. done a full Iron. So yeah, he's done two full Iron Mans. Two. That's and right. actually, that's kind of how it kind of happened. Is um, he ended up getting sick this year um, with his? Um, basically, it hurt his lungs and. Um, Oh, what was it called? Was it histoplasmosis? Histoplasmosis, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he had acute histoplasmosis that ended up um, being hospitalized for about five days. Um, And it really hurt his breathing. Um, And he's kind of a long freak of nature that can just (laughs) not run for six... (laughs) He's like Forrest Gump. Six months, yeah. And then just go out and run a marathon. So... um, (laughs) His goal, and I was even telling this, you know, to people in the summer that, oh, yeah, and he's going to, like, do a, he's going to get back into doing an Ironman, and he was going to do, I think, Boulder, Colorado this year. We were going to do our little trip and all this other stuff, and then it was in the hospital that I was like, uh, maybe not. this should take a <laughs> back seat because he was getting winded walking a block. Mm-hmm. And so just getting back into everything. And then he tried to, you know, run home from school. And he's like, Stacy, I couldn't even run like a half a mile. And I said, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> That's what most now people you know yeah. feel. Yeah. So anyways, then I was like, well, I think I've always, I mean, I've always wanted to do a half Ironman. I mean, I'm not getting any younger. My, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that was a good idea. So he okay. kind of stepped back and, um, I went year. full force, and yeah. so he'll do his next, next year. year. Yeah, I like. How I think you guys... he's going to do a. I think he's going to do a marathon. Is he? Yeah, because you know that's manageable for him. Sure, sure, a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, he's manageable. feeling way better right now. So that's good. Anyways, all right. Post post half Ironman, we'll yep. have a little chat. Yep. <laughs> I can talk about my nutrition because I'm sure that that will be. Yes. Part of it. Oh, so. You can tell us all the fabulous things you eat after yeah. the half Ironman. <laughs> well, no, fueling between yes. it because yeah. it's, you know, so different. seven to eight hours oh of just gosh. working out. So then I just need to, you know, mentally get the, I'm going to work out for eight hours. In a row. In a row without <laughs> stopping. You're going to be fantastic. Mm, yep. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, to be continued with our conversation at a different time, yeah. but I do have some fun questions okay. for you. I do want to know, though, um, what is your, like, favorite recipe? Do you have a recipe that you love to make for your family or for yourself um, and eat it in the closet? <laughs> or- <laughs> well, right now, my favorite is Kringla. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and it's not... I just feel like I've been making it so much because... Um, my daughter loves it and my children love it and it's like simple um for anybody that yeah for anybody that doesn't know what it is it's um kringla is like a oh pastry basically um norwegian or i guess some people said it's swedish so i don't know where it exactly came from (laughs) but yeah it's uh made with you know butter and sugar and I ended up putting Greek yogurt in it. Are which you still was doing the way, Greek yogurt? Yeah. yeah. Which we realized that that was like the best product. The key ingredient. Yeah. Um, with some <laughs> buttermilk. And, um, there's a technique and a knack to it. And it's just kind of fun and therapeutic if you're in that right state of mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Otherwise, I feel like like the hash is my go-to savory dish right now. 
which is like potatoes, and then depending if I'm having it for breakfast or for lunch. So if it's for breakfast, I have like kale and eggs <laughs> and mushrooms. Stacey loves kale. I love kale and <laughs> eggs. Um, and then like has um, some onions and mushrooms in it. If I'm doing it for lunch, it's usually like like a cheeseburger-ish. So it's... Ooh. So then um, I put hamburger, like ground beef, and then the potatoes are sweet potatoes. Mm. And I like mushrooms and onions, so that goes in there. Oh, yeah. And put ketchup and mustard on it. Yum. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Easy. Yeah. See, there's some meal prep ideas right. for you right, right there. <laughs> do you have a favorite food that you like? I mean, minus a recipe, but do you have like a food that no, is your favorite? I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I eat a lot of different I you don't think very, I could. You have a huge array. Yeah, of food, yeah, I do um, get in like, I wouldn't say food ruts, but things that just my go to items. Um, I mean, if, like, we even talk to our kids about, you know, like, if you could have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I always say mine would be tacos because, you know, there's so much you could do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, tacos or nachos or different types of tacos. Taco salad. Love taco salad mm-hmm. with little crushed up Doritos. Mm. <laughs> there's something about that crunch. I know. The salad. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, if it was, if I had to say my favorite food was, probably be tacos you could put your hash in your tacos i know yeah yep. that would be good too <gasps> see go. there you put go some beans in there, some beans in there. <laughs> do you have a favorite beverage um i right now it's water <laughs> um, yeah or um actually my favorite would be so i can't get enough of the tazo wild sweet orange tea it's delicious and so i have that every morning um and i put a little one little packet in my big old cup and then my cup is so big that um I end up putting my green tea packet in there too so it's like the Mix it up. the health benefits of the green tea and my wild sweet orange tasmo the best tea. part about that is that when we met you thought tea I hated was disgusting tea. <laughs> right but that's why I say that like your tastes evolve and so um I always knew well you always told me tea had great benefits so then that's when I usually try to like make myself like something <laughs> and I think it took about seven years for me to develop Transition and like the yeah because at the beginning it was like oh it's just dirty water and <laughs> I still don't like like iced tea sure well there's some um, gross tea out there but I really do like yeah I do like you found hot your, tea. you found your combination yep. that you like yep. yeah yeah <laughs> do you have a favorite scent um well my favorite scent would be like freshly baked something. <laughs> no, no, but like, you know, like, did you ever have when you would be woke up from, the from something uh, yes. cooking that you're like, oh, what is that? Yes. And sometimes my kids even do, they're like, mom, I smell cinnamon rolls. And I mean, that's the first thing that they say. <laughs> so like, you know, cinnamon rolls or f- fresh baked bread. Bread, yeah. Or, I mean, I won't even say cookies. It's usually like bread or like cinnamon rolls and I love how the scent will stay in your house yes for a while uh-huh. so you can still smell it right. like three hours later it lingers on and yes do you have a candle no <laughs> nope just making some no bread. it was breakfast <laughs> so, yeah they need to make that into a right. candle if that could be possible yep. it wouldn't though it wouldn't be as good though uh what's your favorite color black <laughs> Is that's that a good color? Is, I mean, that's what I. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I really As even have it. I don't. Black. Just, just completely in black. I don't. You know, I've never thought that is like. Obviously, it is a color, but that's all I wear. Mm-hmm. So that's what first came to my mind. I like black. Yeah. I'm right there with you, girl. Right. We're like Johnny Cash. Yeah, but I do. I mean, I. I'm an equal opportunity employer for all the, <laughs> all the, the colors, colors. <laughs> and I like them. I just don't wear them. And I like pink. You like, wear I like flashes of color. Yeah, I like bright pink and yeah. like bright green. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't wear them. It's not your main staple. <laughs> we always have a little splash of color somewhere. Right. Yes. We're a little, mm-hmm. we're a black. Yep. Black Lakers. Yep. Um, what brings you joy in life? Oh, probably my family. 
Um, I shouldn't say probably. It is my family. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening. Sorry. <laughs> it is my family. Um, they know, you know, they can say the funniest things and... Um, they're always there and I mean even just my kids and my husband and um, my sisters and my mom and dad you know we have a pretty yeah we have a pretty close-knit family so I would say family you do yeah and then I mean exercising bring me brings me joy and as well that's good because I realize you know like you know that sometimes man I had a bad day and um even some of the my neighbors were like, oh, I saw you running. I was like, oh, well, that was kind of like a stressed out run. But <laughs> it, I started smiling when I was running and it's all OK. So anyways, that's good that you can yeah. say that. Yeah, because yeah. then I think always, too, I think sometimes that there are people that can't exercise. Right. So we really should be right. happy that yes. we can do that. That's a good joy. Right. And your family's a good joy, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I love food. I mean, that always brings joy, but I try not to, you know. Have it be your yeah, only joy. right. Mm-hmm. Put less emphasis on, you know, eating because it brings joy. It's more the atmosphere that, you know, food All can bring. Yeah, stuff. food can bring together. Yeah, the people. family, the people, mm-hmm. the conversation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Come to our office sometime. <laughs> we have some great conversations about food. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you, my dear. I'll let you yeah. get on with your day. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I think, first of all, I think we should do a video of you making Kringle sometime oh, because I think that would be so fun and it's delicious. Yeah, but I, it we might takes a lot of time and well, it, so it like, might be a really boring video. We could do like a video that we could like condense okay, it. Okay, okay. So we yeah, might do that. Yeah. And you can see us having yeah. cocktails while we're doing yeah. it. And then we'll do a follow-up with you after your okay. half Ironman and watch that you sounds good. kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Stacy. We always have the best conversations every time we're together. I admire her for everything she does, but I am also very grateful for how she really views cooking. She loves to help people not be so intimidated by cooking, which I have been, and it's very real and challenging for a lot of people. I look forward to following up with her after her half Ironman this summer. I know she's going to rock it completely, and there will be more to come from Chef Stacy. My website, AnnaElizabethArty.com, is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post, where I share my current adventures, a food I am eating, and the music playlist I specifically create for my fitness. I might also include a really delicious real deal recipe, which means it has minimal ingredients and is easy to do. And I always like to share with you what I'm loving right now. You will find all my previous podcast show notes and links to things we talked about during my conversations. And you can also purchase my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? from the website. Please continue to connect with me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.